Welcome to Ask Dr. Change. I'm Dr. Linda Ackerman Anderson. I'm happy to have you join me today to explore how to seriously uplevel your leadership and consulting to transformational changes, all through conscious change leadership. Welcome to today's episode. I have the honor today of spending some time with a personal friend as well as an absolutely legendary colleague, Dr. Beverly Kay. Beverly and I go back, we think, at least 40 years uh, in terms of knowing each other and supporting each other and building our careers and our professions. And so today is a little bit more personal about Bev. Let me for a moment read you a bit about Bev's background and how important her contribution has been to the field of human resources and talent management. Dr. Beverly Kay is recognized internationally as one of the most knowledgeable and practical professionals in the areas of career development, employee engagement, and retention. Her contribution to the field of engagement and retention includes the Wall Street Journal bestseller, Love Em or Lose Em, Getting Good People to Stay, which is now in its sixth edition. Her recent books on career development in that field include Up is Not the Only Way and Help Them to Grow or Watch Them Go, which provided overwhelmed managers with a way to blend career conversations into their everyday routine. To honor Bev and her extensive work in the field of human resources and leadership, ASTD, ISA, IMS, Best Practice Institute, and I4CP awarded BEV with Lifetime Achievement Awards and Industry Legend Awards, all of which duly deserved, BEV. (laughs) So would you like to add anything by way of introduction before we dive in? Who is that person? (laughs) (laughs) It's you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Again, this is truly an honor. Um, A part of my intention with these interviews is to help you share and help people who have read you and listened to you to know a little bit more about Bev the person. And so I want to start with that. What brought you to this field? How did you get involved in what you now specialize in? You know, the truth is accidentally. I, I, in my other life, was a college dean for a while. I uh, got a master's in higher ed and did that. And one day across my desk at Pomona College came an announcement that there was a change management fellowship that was being offered and would pay a good deal of money, and it said, please post. And I said, I am not going to post. And I took it and (laughs) applied for it myself and uh, went back to UCLA for my doctorate. And my doctoral dissertation was on career development. It was Uh an OD, a systems approach to career development. And I failed my doctoral orals three times because oh, I was doing, I didn't understand it, phenomenological research. And that means you study a phenomenon 
And whenever all the data comes together, you build a theory, your own theory. And that was not what a fast-moving, fast-talking Jersey girl does. And I tried to build that theory several times, and my committee would say, nope, that can't be it. Start again. Wow. And I would leave in tears. And, you know, at the time, my mom said, why do you need this? Just stop. My dad said, don't you dare stop. And (laughs) I hung in. And little did I know that experience would lead to my first book, which was titled Up is Not the Only Way. And it would open the door to what is almost 50 years in the field of career and engagement and retention. So it wasn't my my aim, but I certainly dove in and followed my nose, I guess. (laughs) Oh, that's really, it's great. Perseverance. Wow. After all this time, I'm curious to know how it was, how your relationship was with the work over time. And so first now that you're doctoral, then leading to a book, and then what? And then consulting, teaching, training? So when the, the Prentice Hall book came out, I started getting a lot of calls from people who said, we like what you wrote. Can you come here and do that? Mm-hmm. I'm sure I can. Not realizing (laughs) how every single company was different. The issues were different. The leaders were different. And Mm -hmm. as I kept getting more and more calls, I needed more and more pals of mine to help me. So slowly but surely, I, I started building an organization. And we started producing paper tools that were great assessments and great wheels that you spin and great because I wanted everything I did to hold an audience, to be, um, to be easy and to be engaging and fun. So one thing led to another and I built a, a, a nice sized a global company that delivered training in the area of the career conversation and Mm -hmm. talent mobility Mm -hmm. and then in the area of engagement and retention. So I've been lucky because those specialties have stayed um, moist and have stayed alive for all those years morphed and changed, but still needed. Absolutely. And and so now for all these decades, several generations have gone through organizations and I'm sure needing different things or responding to different things. So you've remained, uh, I would say, evolutionary in your approaches addressing these kinds of social issues. You know, evolutionary and maybe... uh, my subjects were evergreen. Like, uh, yes. I never yes. realized that, that always people have to grow their careers. 
And always, managers want their talent to stay. So those two subjects were what I was able to stay buried in. Many of my friends became eclectic. You know, consultants around change like you with a wide variety of things they did. Yeah. I stuck with those two areas. So I want to ask you, having stuck with change and transformation and change leadership, my 45 years, what was your relationship like with the work? Was it always love? Was it a challenge? Did you struggle with it at all? What what has your journey been like with the work? You know, I would say challenge in capital neon letters. You know, that, yes, I was making a success of that business and, and built it. Uh, and yet, and you know this, with every success comes all the angst of, can I keep doing it? Can I keep my name out there? Can I use other people to help deliver the message? So it is never without angst. You know, you shared those little, those awards that I got. And instead of making me thrilled, in a way, those awards depressed me. Because it's like, can I keep going? Ah. And, And all of that, and maybe they're signaling enough, Bev, you're old enough, you know, <laughs> move on. And so I, I couldn't put them inside of me, hmm. although they're lovely and they mean so much. Um, but they didn't uh, make me jump up and down. Yes, yes. You know, what's interesting in your description, this is my perception of it, there wasn't any ego attached to having to have the award. It was a nice commendation. But so was it the work that was your passion that kept you going? What what was the fuel uh, to your success? I think it was the people that I dealt with. Mm-hmm. It was my own team that I had grown to about 40 around the world and I believed in everyone and loved mm-hmm. everyone and their successes became mine. So it was that team and then it was the clients. Yeah. When I did the work directly, I got attached to the client and attached yeah. to making that client successful. And many of those relationships I still have. Nice. And that's why, <laughs> Very nice. you know, I'm so, I get into helping everyone who's helped me. Yeah. So Beautiful. a lot of what I do is not a dollar thing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a, I can't yeah. resist adding this or helping you with that. Yeah. So the helper 
you're you are are driven by love. That's absolutely clear in terms of the value and contribution that you're making. If there was a message that you would want leaders to understand now from your decades of experience, how would you have them shift their thinking or their decisions or their behavior? What message would you like leaders to have today? As a change consultant, I noticed you use the word shift. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. not easy. Um, You know, my desire is to make it so easy for leaders or managers who, who come into contact with anything I do, the training, the work, the uh, books, I want them to say, that's not so hard. I can do that. Yeah. I never realized it was that easy. And maybe that is what drives me. And yes. early on when I began to build a business, I had four words that start with a D. I'm big into alliteration and all of that. Yeah, good. And I wanted everything to be, one, deceptively simple. Nice. My husband's a rocket scientist. I want them to, and so he says, don't say it's not rocket science, say it's not brain surgery. So it's not brain (laughs) surgery. I want it to be easy. So the way I teach... And the way the books are, are are all memorable. So deceptively simple. I want it to be delightfully engaging. I talk a lot about the smile factor in, in what I wrote, what I write in who I am. It should be, it should engage you. It also should be um, decidedly flexible so that, Nowadays, especially, someone says, I want it in 20 minutes. Well, yeah, we can give you a taste in 20 minutes. Or I want it in two hours. You know, gone are the days of two and three day workshops. Like, boo-hoo. Right. Yeah. And and I want it to be um, definitely business-centric. So every organization, industry is fraught with its own issues. So it's got to have that thread going through it that differentiates each industry. Fabulous. Thank you. Those are great guidelines. Now I want to flip that question around. Your greatest challenge at this point in, in continuing this work and guiding others to do this work, what's your biggest challenge? You know, and I will say I turned 80 um, in October and um, everyone is saying, what about retirement, Bev? Right, right. And I am not ready. You know, I told my husband that on my gravesite, he should engrave now, Beverly, up is the only way. (laughs) And then, <laughs> that might get me up there, but um, I I don't want to work this hard. I yeah. don't want to work. I'm a slave to all that I have to do, my to-do lists. Yes. And I want to leave my legacy now. So um, 
to anybody out there in organizations um, that want to do the career work, that want to do the engagement work, I have some new ways I'm still working on to give my IP to organizations that want to say, let us have it. Let us yeah. play with it. Yes. And in the old days, you, you couldn't do that. Yeah. Now do it my way. It's my brand. Right. So I'd like people to add to it and nice. monkey with it and make it fit their organizations. Beautiful. Is, is a desire. Yeah. And a challenge, I and imagine. I mean, that's the nature of it. And yes. the how-to yeah. is, is challenging me, you know, now, right now. Yes, yes, yes. How about um, talent management and engagement and career retention consultants? What messages do you have for consultants? Huh. I, 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 what comes to mind is make it simple. Yeah. Managers are overburdened. Yeah. And they did not grow up being trained the way we were in human connection and touch points and change. They grew up in their specialties. So what is... Um, Easy for us is hard for them. That's why I have this desire to make it practical, understandable, and yes. doable yes. with everything yes. else yeah. on plates. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. How about how you managed yourself and your work and your passion during COVID, during all of the whole dynamics of the pandemic? Right. How did that go well, for you? I learned how to cook. <laughs> I learned how to, how to order in those prepackaged things that you just have to put uh, <laughs> together. I loved, and I know you connect with this, that I didn't have to get on a plane. Yes. And I, and I got adjusted to this kind of interaction. Yeah. You know, I was on a plane almost you know, all week, all day, you know, many, many, many days. I did some of my best work in airplanes. The mm -hmm. minute that ah. seatbelt was fastened, uh -huh. something happened in my brain huh. and my creativity jumped out. And my husband said, can I just buy you a seatbelt and <laughs> put it on your office chair? And um, so mm. that's what I miss you know, yeah. with, without the travel. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So, but it so you made it work for you, and, and in a lot of personal ways, which is wonderful. Right, right. Yeah, great, great. So I'm also curious, what's next for you? What is your cutting edge? Huh. Can't you just tell me what it is, and I'll go yeah. do it? <laughs> We could have lots of fun conversations about that in both directions. You know, I, I'll go back to the legacy thing. I, I want to figure out ways to give um, 
people inside organizations the IP they need to to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought maybe I, I'm not a coach, and and I'm not a coach because I want to fix it for every coachee that comes my way. But maybe I move into, and I was calling it lightning consults. Like, huh. come to me with a problem. Yes. I'll give you 90 minutes. Yes. And we're done. Yes. And not that I can solve it, but I'll know who to introduce you to at least. And yes. I'll give you the tip of the iceberg idea. Because huh. in the end, I'm a great ideator. I'm not a great leader. When I had the bigger company, I was always saying, um, we could try that. And my team would say, Beverly, we have a strategy that's outside the strategy. (laughs) I couldn't Uh, stay in those confines. mm -hmm. So I drove Mm -hmm. my leadership team crazy. Yeah. Uh, 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 Because I had too many ideas. And even now that I have a smaller team, I'm still driving them crazy with ideas. <laughs> you never know when one of those ideas is going to be a breakthrough. That's right. But for, for, for normal people, it's Beverly, enough already. Let's get this yes, done. Yes, yes, yes. Then we'll look yes. at that. Yes. And Interesting. So how are you keeping your energy going at this age? 80 is extraordinary, Bev. Extraordinary. It's only a few years beyond me. I know. I know. I'm not far behind. But still, how do you keep your life energy going? God. I'd like to say drugs, but no, no. I I do take a a, a little gummy to sleep at night, and that helps. Good. um, You know, I think... It's the the business I do, yes. You know that keeps me alive and energized, and it's friendships. It's yes. long term, like you. Yes, forty ish years. I mean, I remember I you, and you were someone. <laughs> you were one of my idols back then, because <laughs> you knew change management like I didn't. Yeah. And yeah. I love that we're still in it. And um, friendships, friendships yes. and girlfriends and support from colleagues. Yeah. Wonderful. That's great. Yeah, that's great. And I'm imagining you eat healthy, you exercise, you have your gummy sleep, which I do as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about eating healthy, but right on my desk is uh, breakfast, which is a little Fig Newton package. Uh-huh. And, um, <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> well, it's not bad. And on the side of my desk is peanut, peanut butter cracker thingies that I love. <laughs> 
So, um, and and, you know, the thing that um, I was just, when I was thinking about doing this, I pulled two books from my shelf that have been important to me. One that my husband sent for and gave me titled, I didn't do the thing today. Huh? And the subtitle is letting go of productivity guilt. Ah, this is me. Ah, I'm ah. always saying I didn't do anything today, oh. and of course I did. Yes, I'm never. It's never done. I mean, never enough. Never right, right, right. And yeah. the other one that I'm trying to live by is free time ah. by Jenny Blake, and the subtitle is "Lose the Busy Work, Love Your Business." Ah. I'm trying, trying, trying to um, maybe live with these things. Beautiful. And I, I want them just to go into my head yes. and change me yes. without any more effort, maybe. <laughs> Aha. Do you sleep with them under your pillow? I do sleep <laughs> with a pad next to my oh. pillow. Oh. And I do wake up in the middle of the night and write. And my uh-huh. husband hates that I do that. I bet. I so bet. I have to sneak out, go to the bathroom and write down. <laughs> but, um, and then it's reading those notes in the morning. Yeah. What? What did I say? But, you know, that's who I am, I guess. Yes, yes. And insights come in, in lucid time. Absolutely. That's right. So That's right. I, yeah, I honor that. I honor that. So is there anything you would like to share with our audience? So a lot of us are in the change space about your perceptions of how we need to be thinking differently in order to create greater contribution to be more, I'll say successful, but positive in the impact we have in our lives? You know, what comes to mind, and I don't do it well, is be open to what's new. Don't Ah. fight it. Chat GPT at first, I'm never going to use that. Oh, my. Yeah. You know, I I have to force myself and I'm not I'm so non-tech. And luckily, I have some people who help me. But I would say to everyone in our field, don't close any door, you know, and opening the door is always going to be scary. And you know, you're going to pull on your hair to figure out how do I make that work for me? Yeah. But I don't think we have a choice. And we, our field now is changing so much. A part of me says, I'm glad I'm 80 because I don't have to walk this earth (laughs) forever, you know, um, um, because things are coming and turning our work upside down, yeah, really upside down. And Can you give us an example of what you mean? 
Um, like uh, the way I, the way we deliver what we know. Yeah. You know, how do I shrink it? How do I get to the essence of it faster? Yeah. How do I give people tools? Um, you know, I come from paper, paper tools, little wheels yes. to turn. Yes. And how do we get into the flow of the new way and yet bring our identity, bring our humor, bring our charisma to those new tools yes. instead of shutting the door and saying, not me, I'm not using right. that. Right. Right. Uh, well, it also being non-technically oriented, I can completely relate. Right. Um, the one thing that I, Dean and I feel very strongly about our, is the length of training time it takes to really get what we're talking about. And so our leadership breakthrough walk the talk of change program is three and a half days. It's not one day. It's not two days. It's three and a half days. And, and you're and, selling three and a half yes, days. Yes. Yes. Because the, the guarantee of the outcome is worth that to get leadership teams collectively to go through an experience that will bind them forever that will change their lives. And so that's the promise. And so, yes, the topic is different and the outcome is different, but it's not that we don't get the pushback. Can you do it in one day? I can give you four hours, you know. When you think about the nature of the depth of change we're asking people to make, they really have to understand it is not done you know, in four hours, it do, it won't stick, it won't get in, it won't make the same kind of impact. And so it, it continues to be a challenge. I love that. And but you're saying you can promise, you know, that it will work if you. Yes. And yes, I, I, I miss the days of really shaking a group up and having yes. consecutive days you know, and that night in between. Uh, yes. That's how we grew yes. up. Exactly, exactly. Now, that's not true of everything that we teach, but mm-hmm. the conscious change leadership part, the conscious part, the relationships and communications and healing of the history and the, the you know, in order to be connected and aligned to be able to create a new future, that's right. what's required. It doesn't happen any other way. I mean, we are still human beings, technologically supported, but we are still human beings. And it's one of the things that I've loved about your work is how much humanity you have built into your work. Wow. It just, I mean, you're you're unique in that way. You embody it and you teach it and you give it. But, you know, in, in our work, there always seems to be somebody who does it better, bigger, stronger. And we do a lot of comparison. Yes. You know, and that's hard because comparison never works, never makes you feel no. good. No. So, so how do you stand out? How do you, what's your strategic advantage? I mean, this is good old marketing, right? 
how are you unique? How are we unique? We still are working on evolving. What will the, be the message that actually gets the grip, that gets the traction? Because there are so many folks doing so many things that don't deliver on the same level of promise. But yours do. Yours do. You deliver. Yeah, you know, and yet, I, I, you know, because of how fuzzy so much is around the thing we do, um, yeah. you want to deliver. And sometimes it's just not possible, given yeah. who they are, given the circumstance, given all of that. Yes. Yeah. Hard. It's hard work. It's hard. Uh, no one said it was easy. When you said make it easy or make it simple, right? <laughs> no right. one said it was easy. It's really right. hard work. Right. And, you know, the outcome is, uh, is important. You're well, right. Bev, last thoughts, last wishes for folks that are listening and watching? Um, you know, I think it's if you don't have a group, a support group, if you don't have a group of pals that you can call, like right before this interview, another friend in the field, big, big in the field, was talking to me yesterday and I was having a really bad day and I was teary and, you know, just a bad day. And she called right before this to say, how are you? Nice. And, and, and it's just knowing that you have a group who you can say, I'm ready to jump out the window, you know, yes. stop me. And yes. um, you and I could do that to each other. Yes. For yes, each other. Absolutely. We know yes. that road. Yes. And we've also top. been on that road. <laughs> Ups right. and downs. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, beautiful. So staying with it, knowing that you have trusted a trusted community around you that you can be authentically yourself. Well, Bev, you model that. Right. You embody that. I mean, every time we... Look what I'm doing. We, That's terrible. No, no, no. I want you to take it in. It's really true. And I want the folks that you have touched out there in the world to truly know who you are as a human being. You're not just brilliant. You're not just a legend. You embody the beauty that you teach, that people want to be all of who they are in their work environment and are supported and celebrated for that. I'm going to save this and play it for when I want to, you know, jump. Jump. Okay, deal. And I, and if you if for whatever reason it doesn't take you far enough, you call me. Right? I will. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for sharing this time today. I so appreciate it. You've added so much, not only because of the work you do, but who you are. So, thank you, Bev. Today's subject is one of the key topics that we feature in our Leading Transformational Change online program. If you'd like to learn more about Leading Transformational Change, go to beingfirst.com forward slash LTC. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I hope you gained some valuable insights for your work. 
Please send me your questions and challenges by going to askdrchange.com.